Is it Sunday yet? Almost. Welcome to the Almost Sunday Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm Derek, joined by the two Joes, not your average Joes. We got Joe Belder, we got Joe Mason. We're all back. All three of us, the offseason's been not so great schedule-wise for us, but we make it work, and we're all here today, and that's all that matters. We're going to talk about free agency before we get into that. How are you guys doing, Joes? Doing great. Uh, really good to be back talking with both of you guys, like Derek said. It's been kind of tough this offseason. Uh, luckily, there's not too much to talk about during the offseason, but we've got a lot of good free agent signings. we got pro days with C.J. Stroud and Bryce Young happening. I know I've been watching every throw, even though we know these guys could throw the ball, so the pro days are kind of silly. But, uh, you know, I've been having a great time studying up on all the uh, guys in the upcoming draft. How are you doing, Mason? I'm doing good. I'm glad we got all three of us here, band back together, talk about some uh, free agency movement. Uh, just exciting to see the running back landscape start to take its shape. And we got some new homes for some RBs that, um, you know, already a great running back draft class. And now uh, we got some new landing spots for the free agents. So excited to dive into some of that. Also, I mean, it's important to note that the offseason is also tough because all three of us have full-time jobs. Uh, and I, I mean, Joe's going to be in that world soon. Joe Belner, he's getting married soon. Mm-hmm. Joe Mason, I don't know what your long-term plans are. I know you got a, a partner of your own. Yeah, put but, me on the spot, but she's not here. She doesn't listen. But uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I think definitely sometime in the near future, I'll be popping that question. Okay. She doesn't listen, okay. period, or she doesn't listen to the podcast? No, she's not here. She doesn't listen to the podcast. <laughs> I hope she listens to me. No, she's a very good listener. <laughs> but oh, anyway, what I was getting at is like trying to explain to my wife that I'm going to go do an NFL fantasy football podcast on a Thursday in March is mm-hmm. like an interesting proposition because she's like what are you talking about right now the, I mean she knows the NFL is not happening I'm like there's all these free agents there's all these yeah. free agency news and uh guys are getting traded and signing and she's like okay whatever I've expressed I live in like a 800 square foot apartment right now so <laughs> i pretty much lock every loa in the dungeon of our bedroom while we record this podcast so god bless her that she lets this happen most weeks but um yeah let's talk some football 100 i know we've all had rough weeks uh Derek, derek's got a new living situation coming up and Whew. our work situations are all kicking our butts, yeah, let's not so. jinx anything mm-hmm. <laughs> i'm working on becoming a first-time homeowner Let's and go. I'm learning all the stresses that come along with that. So mm-hmm. yep. don't jinx me. We're not the the ink is not dry yet. <laughs> but anyway, before we get into free agency, we got some trades. So of all the trades that have gone down, guys, what is the one that's most impactful to you? I mean, besides DJ Moore to the Bears, because it feels like that happened a lifetime ago at this point. <sighs> Jeez, yeah. But uh, I know you guys covered it a little bit, but um. You know, Brandon Cooks to Dallas is really intriguing to me um, in the terms of just the fact that they're really close to being a Super Bowl contending team. Uh, they've got that awesome defense. So, you know, you line they got rid of Dalton Schultz. He's with Houston now. But um, you line him up with Gallup and CeeDee Lamb, and their receiving court looks awesome. Uh, they cut Zeke also. 
So they'll probably be bringing in another running back with Tony Pollard, but um, I think their offense is going to be really, really good in 2023. Um, I'm pretty intrigued by a lot of the pieces for fantasy, but uh, what trades are you guys interested in? Hunter Long to the moon. No, no, I'm just, I'm just kidding. No, I think, <laughs> <You> sniped me. <laughs> I think uh, Darren Waller to the Giants. I mean, they they just have a, I think a lot of solid receivers, but not a big like alpha outside guy. And mm-hmm. and Waller can kind of move around the formation and, and play anywhere. So I think uh, you know I'm glad they got some some new weapons for for Daniel Jones. Um, he needs he needs some wide receiver and receiver help there. So I think Darren Waller steps into a, a really important position with the Giants. Yeah, I mean, big-bodied receiver with a huge contract. What could go wrong in New York? <laughs> oh, man. Oh, he's better than Kenny Galladay. Come on. <laughs> a lot more proven, for sure. Yeah. Because Darren Waller, I think I saw, is the highest-paid tight end as far as annual average average is contract he? cost. I think it's 18 million. Yeah. He had the, uh, his breakout age is really high because he had, I know he had Mm -hmm. substance abuse problems early in his career. So he's pretty up there in age, um, has had trouble staying healthy in recent seasons. But, uh, in terms of landing spots, I think it's pretty awesome. Um, just because there should be so many targets available. So if he could stay healthy, he's probably a tight end that I would be interested in. Um, because he hasn't been able to stay healthy and he's getting up there in age, I, I am a little nervous uh, for redraft. But, um, yeah, who else did they bring in? They brought in Paris Campbell from the Colts. Yep, Paris Pretty, Campbell. Yeah. Um, Darius Slayton re-signed. Yeah. Sterling Shepard re-signed. They have Hodgins. So I really they, like Isaiah Hodgins, too. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll get to the uh, Giants later. I have a yeah, note sure. about Paris Campbell. Uh for me, I think most impactful trade, if we're looking at it from a dynasty lens, wondering what Elijah Moore is going to do long-term in Cleveland, getting a fresh start. I mean, it was kind of the writing on the wall mid-season when he's complaining and basically gets suspended by his own team for a game. Mm-hmm. Uh, no playing time, no targets, complaining about it. Well, now he's on the Browns, and uh, it's a bit crowded. Amari Cooper... Donovan Peoples-Jones was pretty good last season. Certainly a much different player than Elijah Moore. Elijah Moore, hey, you know who was a good slot receiver for the Browns? Jarvis Landry. True. Elijah Moore, let's do it. I mean, a lot has changed since then, but... Yeah, there's a lot of mouths to feed. Like, you didn't even include David Njoku in that conversation. Yeah, true. But, like, Njoku... Yeah, David Bell. We got Anthony Schwartz. I'm pretty sure he's still there. So he, yep. he's bye bye oh, with uh, Rip David Bell. Moore. No, no, no. He's still good. Buy low. Send out those forts <laughs> for David Bell. Hello. <laughs> Ring the bell. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> other trades. Jonu Smith went to the Falcons. Rip. Mm. And uh, Hunter Long, as you mentioned, to the Rams. Very earth shattering move there. Uh, and then Darren Waller to the Giants. So. Free agency, we got like three pages of these. We're not going to be able to get through all of them in depth. So looking at the quarterbacks, give me your most impactful transaction for fantasy, either dynasty, redraft, whatever. I think 
for me, it's got to be Jimmy G to the Raiders. Like, mm-hmm. I look at the rest of the guys on this list, and I see some backups, and Jacoby Brissett could push, you know, uh, Sam Howell for the starting job with the Washington Commanders. But, um, and yeah, obviously, Derek just added Derek Carr to the Saints, which is yeah. good too. But yeah, I think that was before think, free agency started. It's easy right? to like already move on from that. <laughs> yeah, I think, uh, out of most most of the players on this list, I think Jimmy G is going to just slot in. Knows the offense. He was an ex, you know, expatriate under under McDaniel's uh, in New England. So I'm uh, I'm expecting kind of a, a seamless transition, and I'm interesting to see how McDaniel schemes up plays for him because he had when he had a few games in New England, he was actually like really good. He had like a one crazy like three touchdown game, and then he got hurt in the third quarter. Like he didn't get to see the full game, right? And I think mm-hmm. he threw like. 250 passing yards in the first half. So I'm interesting to see, like interested to see how he looks um, in Vegas with the Raiders McDaniels. Yeah. I'll talk about uh Baker Mayfield to the bucks. Um, you know, we were wondering if Kyle Trask was going to be the QB uh, for the team this year after Tom Brady retired, but uh, you know, they, they have a great receiving core. Uh, Chris Godwin's still young and fantastic. Uh, Mike Evans is up there in age, kind of had an off year. Um, outside of that huge game that he had in week 17. But um, Baker has had a lot of trouble supporting his wide receivers uh, in terms of fantasy um, for his entire career. Um, I think he will be the starting quarterback in Tampa Bay, but I don't think that's necessarily a great thing for any of their pass catchers or the offense in general. Um, I guess if there was a player on the team I'd be interested in, uh, I mean, Chris Godwin will probably still get it done. But uh, Rashad White's still intriguing. I'm curious to see who they bring in uh, to that room because I think Ezekiel Elliott or uh, would make sense, but financially it doesn't make any sense because it's like I think they added Chase. We'll get Edmonds, rid of Leonard Fournette. Actually, What's up? I think they added Chase Edmonds to the Buccaneers oh, who, running back who are you room. Talking about? Oh, the Buccaneers. Yeah, that I think yeah. they did yeah. add Edmonds. Yeah, did. That means nothing to me though. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Actually, they already have their pass catching back. Chase Edmonds to White's a much better pass catcher. Yeah. Chase Edmonds to the Buccaneers, and my note was good for Rashad White. <laughs> yeah, literally. That's that's the only takeaway I have from that too. Then I, I I think it you know I being a Jets fan, I've always had a soft spot for Sam Darnold. Uh, I think we did him pretty dirty. He was such a good prospect, and we just surrounded him with no talent and terrible coaching. And uh, I th- I think it would be really funny. If everyone's like, oh, is it Brock Purdy? Is it Trey Lance? And then somehow it just ends up being Sam Darnold. No, it's Sam Darnold. <laughs> not probably not gonna happen, but uh I don't know. I, I mean, I could you apply the same spots. logic of uh the 49ers running backs to the quarterback situation for next season? Yeah. The guy you least expect to start. Exactly. I mean, hopefully, so hopefully that's happen. not the case at running back again. <laughs> no. <laughs> Christian McCaffrey, now the third string running back, healthy scratch. Jordan Mason season. Yeah. Let's go. <laughs> Trey Sermon rejuvenation year. Uh, so let's see. Running through the list, we got Baker Mayfield to the Buccaneers, Andy Dalton to the Panthers, Jimmy G to the Raiders, Derek Carr Saints, Sam Darnold 49ers, Gardner Minshew Colts, Brissett Commanders, Mike White Dolphins, Jared Stidham Broncos. A lot of those are backups. How many of those guys do you see starting week one? I mean, for me... Derek Carr, Jimmy G are obvious. Mm-hmm. Do you think Baker Mayfield starts week one for the Buccaneers? I do. I do too. Unfortunately. And I will say the it. 
high quality backups. I have to start backups. somebody because Kyler Murray is my quarterback. Yeah, the I'm high quality backups. I would say Jacoby Brissett has a shot at being QB1 yeah. uh, if Sam Howell doesn't prove it during training camp. And then, you know, like with the injury history of Tua, I think Mike White, everyone wanted that backup quarterback position for the Dolphins. And, um, you know, I'm rooting for Tua with his uh, concussion history. But Mike White, he, he's already shown how capable he he was when he was QB1 of the Jets. So I think that's a great landing spot for him potentially. I think Gardner Minshew actually is a sneaky guy to, to start week one, you know, depending on the Colts and they pick at four, right? I so think like no shot. No okay. Shot. But like assuming that Stroud and, and you know, it'll probably be Will Levis. I just, who, there's who no they shot take at four. The who, Colts are like full. I guess maybe they're going to get go Anthony Richardson. Tank. I think that someone's trading with, uh, with Arizona, maybe like, um, Las Vegas would be a team I would expect, or even uh, Seattle or something like that to move up a little bit. But I, mean, uh, who else I don't is, know. I keep, I keep thinking Will Levis to the Colts. Who else is better that's a free agent that they could sign? Like, they're not going to bring back Wentz, right? Like, no. I just he, He's their backup. You know, like, like let's say the draft doesn't work out, then, yeah, he would. I, I think Gardner is the best option. Yeah, I mean, even if they get Anthony Richardson at four – I still think Don't rush that him. they, yeah, I still think they could they could roll out Gardner Minshew. I mean, they're yeah, I mean they're like full rebuild right now, which is not really ideal for the Colts roster, given that I mean the window of opportunity for running backs isn't the longest. Just uh, not Justin, Jonathan Taylor is going to be like mm-hmm. what twenty six, twenty five. He's getting up maybe. there a little bit. Yeah, it's crazy to think he's getting up there in quotes. Uh, yeah. I mean, you got Michael Pittman; he's in his prime. Now, now you're kind of just like cobbling it together. You got no quarterback. Mm-hmm. The Colts were a team uh, when I was evaluating quarterback prospects for the upcoming draft. They're a team that I'm like, I, I really just don't want. Yeah. That the problem is they thought they were one quarterback there. away from yeah. being a title contender for like three straight years. And now that three-year window is closed. It's so closed. So. It's slammed. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if they know what they're doing. No, they don't. Uh, PJ Walker was not on my list until just now, but he signed with the Bears, and honestly, it's irrelevant for fantasy. But good for PJ Walker. Yeah, dude was a free agent. He was XFL. on the XFL MVP, and XFL now MVP. Don't he just forget. picked up a new contract to be a backup for the Bears. Good for you, PJ. Hard work pays off. I mean, it's not like he had like elite tools. He just works mm-hmm. hard, I guess. Mm-hmm. Buddies with DJ Moore. Mm-hmm. Oh, true, true. <laughs> there, there you go. Running backs. Speaking of the Bears, they lost David Montgomery. He went to the Lions. Do you think that like moves the needle at all for him? I just wrote a very long article on this oh. one. Yeah. So besides, so like we're we're talking about David Montgomery, but. Besides just talking about him, this signing was crazy to me because it just impacted so many players. Because you had David Montgomery. I mean, you you see how it impacted DeAndre Swift. Um, people are freaking out in Dynasty about Swift. It's been kind of slowly happening with him because I think last year he had below a 45% snap percentage average. So he's just never really on the field. He gets hurt a lot. But now this David Montgomery signing, um, you know, it, it impacts it even more. 
You have Jamal Williams going to the Saints, which anyone could talk about. But then uh, also Khalil Herbert with the Bears. And then they just signed Deontay Foreman. But uh, with Montgomery, it's just I really think that this landing spot is pretty perfect. And it, it took me a little bit of time to digest it because, um, you know, he was the clear RB1 for most of his time in Chicago. Um, we had the emergence of Khalil Herbert this past season. Uh, I think he ran for like 800 yards. Uh, or like right under it but um I think running behind that O-line because they have one of the best O-lines in the league where vice versa Chicago has one of the worst and then this offense is just you know it's it's getting a lot better uh Goff pushed the ball down the field you have Jamison Williams who should ascend in year two um which could create easy touchdowns at the goal line I don't think he's going to get 17 like Jamal Williams did this past season but um he's never had more than I think eight touchdowns, rushing touchdowns on a season, David Montgomery. And I, I think that 10 is an easy limit for him. Um, will he be as involved in the passing game? Maybe not. Maybe that's his fantasy downfall if you're looking at the 2023 season because you have DeAndre Swift there. But I love this landing spot. I think he's going to fit in perfectly. And I think they paid him enough money that they're invested in him and they, they really want to utilize him. So – He's one of those running backs that both in dynasty and redraft, I'm pretty interested in. Uh, he's still pretty young. He's only eight months older than Khalil Herbert, which seems pretty crazy because Herbert's just coming into his prime. Wow. But uh, that means Montgomery's yeah, my, in his prime. Yeah. So <laughs> I don't know. It, the, when I saw this signing, I was kind of like, you know, like, oh, I don't know. But the more time I had to digest on it, I actually really like it for him. And I think he's going to have a really, really good 2023 season. There you have it. Uh, I'm not so worried about DeAndre Swift long-term because why can't he be Tony Pollard? I mean, Zeke had a ton of attempts and volume, and Tony Pollard mm -hmm. just was still great for what he was given. And I think DeAndre Swift, I think we need to move past thinking DeAndre Swift is going to be some three-down workload workhorse yes. guy but he has electric skills when given the opportunity. I think he could be, we need to change our expectations of Swift to be the type of guy that Tony Pollard was last season. Mm -hmm. um, and I agree with you there. Like what Swift has already done in his career, and he's been a pretty damn good running back so far. I think that should be the expectation. And then these bell cow dreams are just, they're shattered at this point. Yeah. I think I think what people wanted him to be has ruined like the entire perception of what he really is. I don't know. I think it's almost his body type. He looks big. Yeah. But mm -hmm. it's just not he's not a Fragile. he's not Najee Harris. No. Uh other guys, Jamal Williams to the Saints, Sanders to the Panthers, Damian Harris to the Bills, Singletary to the Texans, Madison re signed with Minnesota, Rashad Penny went to the Eagles, Jeff Wilson is staying in Miami. Uh I'm just going to list them, and then you can talk about which ones you think are biggest. Samaje Pirine to the Broncos. James Robinson to the Patriots. Deontay Foreman to the Bears. Ronald Jones to the Dallas. And then we mentioned Chase Edmonds to the Buccaneers. I want to talk about Samaje Pirine to the Broncos. Dynasty, it's kind of a moot point. Like, Samaje Pirine is Samaje Pirine. Sneaky guy for redraft. I'm really wondering what his ADP is going to be. Unless the Broncos do something in the draft, Samaje Piran's going to start the season as the starter, unless I'm completely forgetting somebody. Yeah, you're probably right. Mm -hmm. And I think he's 
a great target for zero RB truthers. Like, I, I think a lot of these guys are going to be discounted in, in drafts next year. And I think that, um, you know, you can get some good value here. I really like Damian Harris going to the Bills. I think he's a great runner. And mm-hmm. I think what separated him from Ramondre, or sorry, what separated Ramondre from Damian Harris in New England is that Ramondre is just a great pass catcher. And that, you know, PPR leagues, Ramondre just dominated last year. Uh, but I really like Damian Harris to the Bills. But I put a yeah. note there just to point out for Samaje Piran going to the Broncos, we got rip Tyler Beatty season. <laughs> oh well. <laughs> it was it was a good run. It was good while it lasted. And then a note that I put there was Samaje Piran's gone from Cincinnati. I know Travion Williams re signed there and Joe Mixon's still on the team. But I feel like it's kind of fifty fifty. He he's gonna still be on the roster. And that I think be, Zeke's going to Cincinnati. You think Zeke's going to Cincinnati? I do. I'm like, is it, is it Bijan season? Could be Bijan season as well. Could be. I don't know. Because Zeke, like the report that came out, it was the Jets, the Eagles, and Cincinnati were the three teams that he was considering, apparently. Yeah. And the but, Jets, I you know, <laughs> I don't know if you saw, but Brees Hall and Michael Carter were going back and forth on Twitter. Just like saying, like, our running back room is good enough. Like, we don't need them. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Brees Hall ended up deleting those tweets. <laughs> but I don't think the Jets are going to get them. Uh, you know, the Eagles already have done a couple of things. So I don't know if he really makes sense um, with the addition of um, Rashad Penny. Yeah. So they kind of profile similarly. Yeah, maybe that was just Zeke saying where he wants to go, and all his teams that's, are like, huh? That's what I saw. Dang, I'm looking for <laughs> it right luck. now. But did you all watch Nathan for you? Yeah, of course. So I really wanted to say who did it because I was cracking up, and I just they didn't say they used the picture of Nathan for you or Nathan Fielder. Yeah, Nathan. and it was like a picture of Nathan Fielder, and it it was as if Nathan Fielder's talking, and it was like you have no calls, nobody has expressed interest create a list of teams so that there is pretend interest. And it like is basically saying Zeke just named those guys because I saw a report today that the Eagles have not engaged with talks with Zeke Elliott. The Eagles are just on his list. (laughs) So whether there's interest or not is unclear because I mean, you got Jets uh, players saying they don't want them. Yeah, one team with Jalen Hurts, the other with Joe Burrow, and then presumably the other with Aaron Rodgers. So yeah. I, I don't blame him. Uh, yeah, we'll see. I don't think he's washed, but yeah. I also don't know what kind of like inflated self-value he has at the running back position. Yeah. If he wants without, to take um, a short deal for Without getting too money, sidetracked, uh, I was having a conversation with someone at work today. We were just talking over football, and – I was just talking about how, how many running backs this free agent class has had. And like, you know, some of the deals are kind of head scratching. Like you have like one year deals for like Devin Singletary. And it just seems like all these guys are going all over the place. And then we have a really deep running back class on top of it. And when you look across the board at like, where are these like rookie running backs who, who almost always the high, you know, the high draft capital rookie running backs perform for fantasy, like, a lot of these teams already have established backs on their rosters. So like you're trying to pick landing spots. Like I know Jason Moore, like he's been picking like the best spots for uh Bijan because he loves Bijan. 
who who doesn't love Bijan? But you just look at like all these teams, and it just seems like a lot of these rosters are going to have really clogged running back rooms. And like going into the 2023 redraft, I'm pretty terrified of running back by committee Seriously. for so many teams. Like I feel like we've reached like an unforeseen point of running back by committee. Maybe I'm overlooking things, but I, I I'm just looking at like all these rosters and how many talented backs. I project to be on these teams and I'm like, give me the quarterback early, give me the tight end early. And then like, yeah. I don't know. I think it's two things for me. The first thing, I think the whole league is just saturated with like good, but not great running backs. hundred percent. And so the differentiation of a Damian Harris to a Devin Singletary, they're all interchangeable. They're not mm-hmm. bad players, but they're giving you pretty much the same thing. And then the second thing is it's March. Nobody's hurt. You get to August, two people go down. Like you had Javante go down. You had Brees Hall go down. Three guys go down, and all of a sudden you're like, where's all the running backs? I think that's what Kareem Hunt's waiting for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. I was just going to say, uh, Derek, your Samaj P. Ryan season is over. The uh, Broncos <laughs> have signed Tony Tony, Brooks, James Jones, June. Uh, yeah, no. yeah, right. So. Mason, did that just it dies, dies it just, from it me. just popped up on my phone. Oh my God. I, I looked out on my phone and I saw Eddie Pinheiro sign a two-year deal with the <laughs> Panthers, and I thought that was the big news. Yeah, I think the the bell cow running back is seeing its end. I really don't know a whole lot of maybe outside of Saquon, like and McCaffrey. Like even the Niners use Elijah Mitchell a lot with McCaffrey. Mm-hmm. Like I just don't know a lot of teams that have one running back that they just plays 90% of the snaps, you know, it's just Najee Harris. Yeah. We're kind of nearing it, nearing an end there. I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like I'm trying not to overreact, but it's something that it's really on my mind for the upcoming season of like how how many bell cows we're going to have. And I feel like, I feel like the RB two value of like, you know, like the guy who like presumably is the backup in the running back committee that like you could, you could get a ton of studs and then you say like injuries to running backs happen. So like, it's like, why not focus on the other positions a lot more? And then, you know, you, you got all these really, really good guys that are involved in the offense that you could get later. I mean, we don't talk a lot about league size, but if the bigger league you get, Mm -hmm. the more it's worth it to me to like focus on wide receiver and quarterback and tight end. Mm-hmm. Because you're running, but if you stack your running backs and you have two good running backs and like okay wide receivers, if one of those guys goes down, you're out of luck. You're in trouble. Yeah. I mean, we mm-hmm. talk about the listener league sometimes, but I think that's why I was successful in that was I just disregarded running back, just figured it out along the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which like you know for for several years that, that's like a frowned upon way of looking at things. People are like, oh, you need to go running back first two rounds, maybe first three. Cause I know I was like that for a very long time. Yeah. And, you know, like you would win championships with that strategy if you hit it right. Right. But, but don't get me now wrong. It's like, if you don't hit on your later running backs, you are still also out of luck. Yeah. But that's what if I didn't have made. Tony Pollard in like the fifth or sixth round. Yeah. Then I was totally up a river. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I feel like the rest of the running back free agency signings were meh. I mean, Alexander Madison was kind of weird to me. That was just so disappointing. Like, I, got, I was like, where is he going to go? He's going to ruin yep. someone's backfield, and it's just back with the Vikings. Like, Yep. I have him in our Dynasty League, and I was like, this guy, 
please be my please be my starter. <laughs> he's going somewhere. Nope. Yeah, I'm hoping that Dalvin Cook gets traded or cut. Um, there's still time for that, so that's kind of could happen at the draft. I think there's going to be a couple players that get moved at the draft. Mm-hmm. Rogers might be one of them. <laughs> it is pretty crazy though. Like talking about the running backs, how like all these guys who, who have been the staple like first round picks, they're all starting to hit that age cliff. Like all mm-hmm. at all at once. Yeah. Like it's interesting when you get towards that like next wave of running backs because we've gotten so accustomed to like the Camaras, the Dalvin Cooks, the Derrick Henrys, like all these guys, you know, like mm-hmm. they seem invincible, but like it sucks. <laughs> it does. Yeah. I don't know. My interest is just getting lower and lower. Yep. Totally. Uh did we want to move to wide receivers? Jump yeah, to it. let's do it. Which okay, let me just do the list again. Juju to the Patriots, Alan Lazard to the Jets, Jacoby Myers left the Patriots, go to the Raiders. Same, did you see same deal that Juju got? Three yeah, years, thirty-three. Just one more million, right, or something? Or I, I thought it was the same. Oh, it was the same, but I think through their first two years, Juju gets a million more. So it's oh, more okay. barely more front loaded or whatever. But Adam Thielen to the Panthers, Isaiah McKenzie to the Colts. This is in no particular order, by the way. Uh Robert Woods to the Texans, Noah Brown to the Texans, McCole Hardman to the Jets, Zach Pascal to the Cardinals, and Paris Campbell to the Giants. Mm. So that's what I've seen so far. Not that doesn't mention some trade cam- candidates and current free agents. Uh, those are just deals that have been made for me. The ones that make me curious, I don't really know what to do with them yet. Robert Woods and Noah Brown to the Texans. With Brandon Cooks leaving and Nico Collins being, he hasn't really done that much. Like Everyone mm-hmm. has had, had, had hopes for him, but he hasn't really done much. I'm curious, like, what does that wide receiver room look like? Presumably with a high-level new quarterback, rookie quarterback. Are we talking year one? I don't I don't know. I'm just – Noah Brown wasn't bad for the Cowboys before right. Gallup came back. Mm-hmm. He was actually startable in redraft. I crack right. up when I hear Noah Brown's name because he follows my fiance on Instagram. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah. she uh, her, her best friend went to high school with him. But uh, he, he – Seeing him pop off this year has been awesome. He had a great year for Dallas. But um, when when I look at, like, Robert Woods and, like, Adam Thielen, like, I love them as players, and I love, like, what they're going to do for the ascension of the rookie quarterbacks, presumably Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud. Like, I love that they're going to have these veteran good route runners, you know, safety blankets to throw to. But in terms of fantasy, I'm just not interested whatsoever. Like, I, I won't be drafting these guys with any hope. Like, terrible voice crack on camera. But uh... <laughs> I just realized, I was, like, I was like breathing into my microphone too, and I just became aware of it. I told you so, guys about the spring allergies the I've been boat. suffering from. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But yeah, no, they're just they're going to be really good for the rookie quarterbacks. But fantasy value, I'm not too into it. Curious to see where DeAndre Hopkins goes to. Mm. Um, yeah, I'm just 
that anticipation and where Aaron and Aaron Rodgers finally getting traded to the Jets are just kind of like, why hasn't this happened yet? You know, all of a sudden the Jets have just too many wide receivers. I agree. Yeah, I knew Corey they were going to trade Elijah Moore. Corey Davis is the they writing's on the wall for him. Yeah, he's getting he's getting traded to the Packers, mm-hmm. or maybe Garrett Wilson. Don't joke. Not funny, don't, don't joke not to funny. Mason either. He's he's not a Jazz fan, but he's a Garrett Wilson fan. Highly invested. It's just straight up player for player. The deals are falling through, and they're just like, all right, Garrett Wilson for Aaron Rodgers. Take it or leave it. Leave it. Wouldn't surprise me if the Packers GM like pulls some of that fishy stuff where he's just like, yeah, give me this guy in the deal. Like, what? I don't know. Yeah. Just trade. Does Rodgers have any kind of no trade clause or anything? I don't think so. Trade him to the Texans. There's just a, like a trade him to the Colts. I think they just got to rework his contract too. It's just really weird. It's like forty something million. Yeah. <laughs> One day he'll be making as much as uh, Daniel Jones. <laughs> Tight ends. Dalton Schultz, a very disappointing. <laughs> Move to the Texans. Mike Kosicki to the Patriots, also very underwhelming. Yeah. Robert Tunyon to the Bears. I mean, it was going to be underwhelming regardless. O.J. Howard to the Raiders was exciting for like a, a day. Austin Hooper. Because <laughs> then Austin Hooper signed with the Raiders too. So any kind of like hype for O.J. Howard or Hooper, I guess, was Quashed is quashed the word. Squash. Add an S. Add an S. Squash. <laughs> uh, and then Hayden Hurts went to the Panthers, which I don't know if you ever have paid attention to the numbers that Panthers tight ends put up, but they're just laughably underutilized. Ian Thomas. Well, Ian we've Thomas. never had one like Hayden Hurst. So <laughs> yes, they I'm a Hayden Greg. Hurst. Well, I mean Greg Olson, and that's when they used it. Hey, did Hayden Hurst get drafted before Mark Andrews? He did. The same did. year. The Ravens took did. Hayden Hurst in the first, and I want to say they took Mark Andrews in like the third or the fourth. Which is so wild. Yep. Nothing against Hayden Hurst because he's an awesome guy he's, besides being an awesome player. He was the best tight end out of college that year. South Carolina. Mm-hmm. I just want to say, I don't think Goonies listens to our podcast, but he was so certain after he traded for Dalton Schultz to do Joe that Dude, I'm, I'm he so was happy. staying with the Cowboys. <laughs> he was like adamant. And I was like, Goonies, with what money are they going to pay Dalton Schultz? They don't have any money to give him what he wants. I texted one of you guys and I was like, I'm going to take, J- I'm going to keep Jake Ferguson and trade him Dalton Schultz. And then he's going to end <laughs> up wanting Jake Ferguson in like a couple months when he's the tight end one. Yep. But yeah. This is not good for Dalton Schultz. He's gonna have Austin a Hooper two point oh. It was not good. Someone else, Austin Hooper two point and then this would make him three point Um I don't know. Who got who got a contract with the I don't know. I'm sure there has been. That tends to happen with tight ends. Yeah. They're very uh like like I feel like tight ends are very well, setting. Hunter probably Henry, more probably like a little bit. Yeah, Hunter Henry and Johnny Smith both went to the Patriots and done absolutely nothing. Big so. time. Makes me very scared for Gusicki. <clears throat> All right. So if you were to guess what percentage of the Panthers passing yards went to tight ends in 5%. the year two thousand twenty two. Five percent. 
Yeah, it was higher. Yeah, okay. Uh, 9.3. <laughs> I guess I just oversold it. It's uh, 12.8. Okay. 12.8% of the receiving That's really bad. went to <laughs> really the tight bad. ends. And was it was mostly be- tremble? I mean, none of them had over 200 yards. Ian nice. Thomas had 21 for 197. Tommy Tremble had 19 for 174. They both played 17 games. They averaged 9.4. Well, no, wait, no. That's that's per catch. Yards per game. Ian Thomas, 11.6. Tommy Tremble, 10.2. Mm. <laughs> and then Steven Sullivan down there played 14 games. He had he had two receptions for 46. What a stud average that is, Steven. 23 a catch. I'm just going through the list right now, and I don't think there's a wide receiver or a tight end who signed with a new team that I have any interest in for next season. Yeah, I don't think so. I don't see. It's like extremely a, underwhelming. I mean, it's that that's just kind of the nature of like tight ends that become free agents are not guys that are going to be impactful anyway. Yeah. The biggest loser is Daniel Bellinger. Big time. I think one one that's not on here uh, is Juwan Johnson back to the Saints. Mm-hmm. I think he was a free agent. I think he re-signed with them. Could be okay. wrong. He's good. But... Yeah, I had him in mind, but. He's a uh, sneaky, you know. I think, uh, you know, he, he showed Derek some cars. Yeah, I mean, Derek Carr likes likes the tight end, so we'll see. We'll see. I think he's a he's a sneaky, like cheap dynasty tight end. If you want to trade for one, you know, I think depending on who who has him, they might not value him really really high. Um, but I do want to also call out Foster Moreau who unfortunately got diagnosed with Hodgkin's lymphoma uh, with his with his uh, free agency. Uh, what's it called? Uh, physical. Yes, physical. Thank you with the Saints. So hoping he has a speedy recovery. He's taking some time off football. I've always been a big fan of his. He's a great blocker at LSU. Um, was hoping to see him land with a good team, but hopefully he just takes care of himself and comes back to, to football someday. Yeah, second time the uh, Saints like save somebody's life potentially. Longtime Eagles long snapper John Dorenboss went down there, and they like discovered a like a heart defect, and he had to have surgery. And then he retired. Yeah, that's... and became a magician. Yeah, that's that's crazy. <laughs> that's a serious. wild. That's a wild story. I'm dead serious about the magician thing too. Look him up, John oh, Dorenboss. Man. He went on America's like... Got Talent. I'm like here ready to say like prayers up for Foster Moreau and then he just hit me with that story. (laughs) Oh man. But in all seriousness, prayers up for Foster. Uh, Speedy recovery. Hopefully um, everything goes well in his recovery and he's back to being healthy. And, you know, like we're focused on football, obviously, but just in general, I hope, uh, hope he has a very fast and painless recovery. Okay. We talked about quarterbacks, running backs, receivers, tight ends. Two just miscellaneous signings that I just noted. One is because I'm just I I'm very knowledgeable about the Eagles. Isaac Samalu left and joined the Steelers, 
for me, I think that is good for Najee Harris. It is good for Kenny Pickett, who's presumably going to be playing quarterback. Very underrated right guard. He can also play left guard. Hmm. Dude's a massive human being. And uh, Jason Kelsey, Lane Johnson, Mylotta, they all get a lot of hype on the Eagles' offensive line. But Isaac Sayamalu is with them the whole time doing his part. And the less you hear about offensive linemen during the broadcast, that means they're doing their jobs. And he consistently did his job. So good luck to him on the Steelers. I think that's going to be helpful for their offense as a whole. You also had Orlando Brown of the Bengals from the Chiefs. Um, that's good for Joe Burrow. Orlando Brown's not exactly as good as we had hoped he would be. Um, but I think it's definitely an upgrade for that offensive line who's been notoriously bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Free agents and can't trade candidates that are still available. Hey, by the way, Lamar Jackson still has not have he doesn't have a contract. Isn't he telling like he's he's been saying that he wants out of Baltimore like officially? I thought I saw a report of something of that of that uh, nature. I'm not positive. I don't I know if it's that. I uh, the the ballers talked about it today. There's a report. I don't know if it's from Lamar or if it's just speculation. Maybe it's from Dov. I don't know. Oh, so it's I'm not finding. true. So I, it's I, not I don't true. Know. Don't worry about it. I don't <laughs> it's know. Regard. But, what's your guys' take? Do you, do you guys think Lamar's gonna? Come to an agreement with the with the Ravens before the season, or do you think he's gonna he's gonna get traded? I don't know. I, I honestly, think if oh, he's ahead, still on the Ravens after the draft, I think he's on the Ravens. I think he's gonna try to hold out, and the Texans came to an agreement with Deshaun Watson to still pay him and make him inactive every game while. They waited out this legal situation and then traded him. But like, I don't know that it just gets really tough. Like, I don't know if Lamar has any more leverage. He just kind of, I, th- I think he's going to try to hold out, but I don't know how long he can go. Cause the Ravens can just find him, you know, mm-hmm. and it's just really tough. So I don't know what's going to happen. I mean, I don't know if this is a good segue or not. Cause it is backtracking a little bit, but Looking at the Ravens numbers, whom uh, Lamar Jackson currently has a non-exclusive franchise tag with, what percentage of the tight end yardage do you think they had <laughs> to put in comparison with the Panthers? 45%. That's almost like spot on. You lose okay, prices rights rules, though. <laughs> it was 44.3. Oh, close. So compared to 12 and they had pretty similar total passing yardage, too, in the low 3,000s, which is also terrible. So, yeah, there you have it. Good luck to um, anyone who thinks that a Panthers tight end will all of a sudden be prolific. Mason, you got an update on your phone? Yeah, Bel- Belder just made a trade on our Dynasty League what? live on Mitch the pod. Show? I- I've been planning this all day. You just right. clicked accept, or did you? Did someone else? I clicked accept. I, I was oh, like, goodness. I'm gonna Here at the at like a slow point of the show. I'm just I gonna traded my four, closer. my pick four. So the, the pick in our superflex uh, uh, twelve just team gave league. Willie, my pick. Willie, uh, you won the trade, Joe. Um, Willie, Willie is getting the 104 in the draft, and David Njoku for J.K. Dobbins and Jalen Waddle. 
You got Dobbins for free, in my opinion. I'd rather have Jalen Waddle than the 104. Mm-hmm. Oh, hold and up. And Joku. It was an easy yes. I was just waiting until we were on the podcast. Oh, shoot. <laughs> I got a trade in my inbox. Do you? You're going to show us. Is it Jimmy G and a first and two firsts? Two firsts. Kyler Murray and a second? Okay. That's Willie's just too. slinging him out, man. Are we going to do two trades with Willie on the podcast? I want that four. I yeah. want my pick back. He has my go. pick now. I want it back. That's the re. For, I might do that actually. If he gives me, if he gives me my pick back, he can keep the twenty-four first. I'll take the twenty-five, the pick four, Jimmy G. Uh, I don't know. I'll think about it. We'll talk off air about what you think I should do. Yeah. Um, Wow, just... I spent like three hours watching Jalen Waddle highlights today. Oh my gosh, dude! <laughs> I thought you said you had a busy day at work. Yes, yeah, uh, that was that, that it's was a long. Busy that's day. what I call work. <laughs> work is uh, our dynasty league for me, and then the, and then there's my side hustle. Oh my gosh! Anyway, um... uh, Aaron Rodgers has still not been traded. Zeke Elliott, we talked about him. Kareem Hunt is just chilling. But not chilling as much as DJ Chark, who's just like posting IG stories at Chuck E. Cheese. I know, I saw that. That was good. That was funny. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins is posting cryptic lyrics or whatever mm-hmm. about going to the Buffalo Bills, I guess. Odell Beckham Jr. is just like living it. I don't know what he's doing. Does anybody I, know? I just... He's probably going to go to playing? the Jets. Honestly, the OBJ, yeah, Yeah, he's part of Rogers' list. (laughs) Okay, I mean, it's funny because as a Jets fan, I am legitimately at the point where we're just doing so much wild stuff with like our wide receiver room of getting rid of guys and bringing in like random, like I'm not calling OBJ random at all. So don't don't get me wrong there. I'm just saying like the Lazards and like McCole Hardman. I'm just like if this is what it takes to get us Aaron Rodgers, then I will do literally anything. Like, bring bring on Jamichael Finley. Will like, you do I, I, I ayahuasca? Care. Yes. If <laughs> if it needs to get done, you could you could sign me up. Uh, I'll do it on air. <laughs> speaking of New York free agents, Kenny Galladay is just chilling. What do Does you think he sign anywhere? No, he he's anywhere? not. Even, like, if you look at like top free agents available, he's just not even on the list. He he's checked out. I think he got his payday. Yeah. And I think he's checked out. I mean, there's lists of like top free agents available. One of them I was looking at, like Nelson Aguilar's on that list, and Kenny Galladay is not. And that is very sad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, you got Marvin Jones Jr. and Randall Cobb on that list, and Kenny Galladay is not on that list. Uh, Jarvis Landry, I don't know if he's going to play. Julio Jones, it's time to hang him up, man. Irv Smith Jr. I was never a fan of Irv Smith. No. And I got I got people gave me a hard time for him because he was a beast in college, but just never saw it. I, I don't know. I don't know where he's gonna go. And finally we got Jarek McKinnon, who is uh getting up there in age, but dude balled out last season when he had a chance. So Joe Joe, do you want to know what I offer Goonies? Or not Goonies, Willie. I offered him a, my third for Gardner Minshew after my rant on Gardner Minshew on the box. 
There's no way he accepts that, right? I don't think he does, but we'll see. He just we should um straight with Joe. So we should pick a week because I don't know how many of the guys in our league know that we do this podcast together. Yeah, we should pick a week where we all try to get a trade done with one of the teams during the podcast. <laughs> the same team. I like yeah. it. Within a Wait, one hour, let's do a four-way deal. That works too. You can do that, right? Oh yeah, yeah you can do 100%. incorporate team. multiple teams. We all just sleepers swap on rosters. Match. Let's just swap forts, you know. Oh man, who is the other guy that is on? Uns- oh, Cameron Newton. Mm. <laughs> Auburn Pro Day specialist. There ain't thirty-two. I think he said an expletive better than me. Do you think that's true? Because I saw a lot of jokes saying, "Yeah, there's more than thirty-two." <laughs> <laughs> They're like, yeah, there's 96. Yeah, I know. I'm not interested in Cam Newton. I just think Cam Newton, is he better than most of the backups in the NFL? Probably. If he wants to be a backup. To be be the backup and be paid like the backup, Mm -hmm. probably not. He's just going to be a distraction in my – he'll just come – I wouldn't even go that far. I mean, I give him the benefit of the doubt. I don't I, know if he wants to be a backup quarterback. I think he just has he has that aura. Like he mm-hmm. carries himself in in a way that precedes him. And no matter where he goes, people are going to make a big deal about it, even if he doesn't even say anything. Mm-hmm. That's what's tough. I almost mm-hmm. like I feel he he did it to himself to an extent, but like that commercial for I think it was like the NFL play sixty just came true. It reminds me that of a little uh, boy is just stretching out his arms saying, I'm going to replace you. He got in a replaced. way, it reminds me of, um, they're not, they're not so closely correlated because, you know, Cam Newton's not really even playing anymore, but just like Russell Westbrook in the NBA where, you know, not to go too far into detail. I thought he was a terrible fit with the Lakers, but he just brings such a persona and like, you know, like, even without him doing anything, people have yeah. this expectation of who he is and what he brings to mm-hmm. a locker room, per se. Everything where, like, will be scrutinized. Everything. Exactly. I feel like Cam Newton, less deservingly so, potentially, but I think yeah, he I mean, kind of has a similar situation. When he was on New England and he was actually starting for that one year, mm-hmm. he didn't cause any drama. No. But then they yeah, drafted I think he's a great quarterback. Guy. Yeah, I think he's a great human. Eh. <laughs> Potentially, he said I don't some know. questionable things about women. Oh, so, oh man, I forgot about the rabbits. <laughs> oh man, so, <laughs> don't quote don't quote me on what I just said. <laughs> Tweet Joe Belder. I think Cam Newton is an exceptional human being. Exceptional uh, human when he's not, not talking so about exceptional that. things about women reporters and uh, his yeah. disdain for them. Um, but football wise, he didn't really cause any drama when he was on New England. Mm-hmm. And um, who knows? Maybe he signs with somebody. Maybe he doesn't. Maybe he plays in the XFL. Maybe he doesn't. Yeah. But I think we've kind of run our course. Anybody else you wanted to mention tonight before we call it? Don't think so. One thing I we can end on this. Just wanted to get your guys' sense in the in the Bijan hype. You guys. Oh yeah. Are you guys in on the Bijan hype? Do you think he's overpriced? Do you think we've just set the ceiling? 
or the bar so high that like he's just not going to be able to achieve it because right now he's the RB one in Dynasty and he hasn't even played a snap yet. So, what are your guys' thoughts? Derek, you want to go first? I mean, I can't even remember because I wasn't even playing Dynasty, but. The only thing, I mean, when Saquon was coming out in the draft and we knew he was going to get really good draft capital, was he the RB1 before he took a snap? When did he come out? 2017, right? I'd have to go look. So while you're looking, like we were talking about how, like all these like names that we've gotten so used to being our first round picks over the years, like we were talking about how they're aging out. I think it's like the perfect storm where you have like, you know, these, this Derrick Henry who seems to be on his last legs who, and like, you know, like Christian McCaffrey, like he's not so up there in age, but like all these great running backs are kind of aging out while this guy's coming in and you look at his college tape and like, uh, you know, it's like the best tape that we've seen since Saquon, since like Adrian Peterson, you know, he, he, he looks like he's a phenomenal athlete, but I really feel like if you have the dynasty one-on-one, I know me and Mason, were talking about this. There's like no way you don't take them, even if it's super flex. Um, you know, it's just the value is there. You either you either trade your pick or you're taking Bijan Robinson with the 101. But do I do I think he's necessarily gonna be a better fantasy running back than what we've seen from peak years of Christian McCaffrey? I, I don't know. Like, I don't think so. I think I think Christian McCaffrey, like will probably be like his peak season will be better than Bijan Robinson's peak season in terms of fantasy. Uh, maybe that's an unpopular opinion because I like think those days are negative. Done. Yeah. I think we saw the last of it. Yeah. We're holding on to the, we're holding on to the past. Um, uh, you know, but speaking of RB ones is Austin Eckler going to get traded? Maybe, on, maybe during the draft. That dude is built different. He was undrafted. So, Derek, to answer your question, when Saquon Barkley came out, and it wasn't yeah. in 17, it was 18, he was actually RB5 okay. in Dynasty before Ooh. Todd Gurley was number one at okay. age 24. <laughs> Zeke was number two at 23. Le'Veon Bell was three at 26. And David Johnson was four at 26. That's wild. I mean, Todd Gurley was out of the league by age 26. Mm-hmm. And he was the running back one. So I feel like, yeah, I feel like the skill they, curve has just... They fall fast, man. Great. But also, I just think that people just keep getting so much better and better at fantasy football. Mm-hmm. Like, Najee Harris was like RB1... It was 101 like two years ago, and now he's like, what, RB10? Running back's a very scary position. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They got they carry the most risk for sure. Yeah, I mean Javante Williams might never do anything. Have you ever yeah. considered that? Yeah. And I'll be honest, he was my RB two like before he got hurt for dynasty rankings. Like, like he might never be an RB one ever. That's what happened. Am too emotionally invested. <laughs> I will ride the ship down. If it hit the iceberg already, I am going down with the ship. So, yeah, start playing. I'm not even that invested, but I'm there with you. I just I had too high of hopes for Javante that I would I would literally just cry if he didn't amount to be anything. Yeah, (laughs) totally. I mean, I think there's a very real non-zero chance that that's the case. But anyway, enough about the uh, upsetting idea of mortality in the league. Mm -hmm. It's time to cut it. 
We will talk to you next week. This is the Almost Sunday Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm Derek. We've got your average, not your average Joe's here. And uh, I'm going to try to work some deals in Dynasty. We'll see. Maybe by this time next week, Kyler Murray's not on my roster. Anything else to add before we call to quits? I'm always the one who says goodbye. I mean, do you want to say anything? Do you want to close it? Uh, I had a great time talking with you guys again. It's been a little while. Um, can't wait to get after it next week. Uh, this honestly, you know, it's been one of my favorite episodes to record with you guys. So I'll, I'll just I say that fun. right now. I had yeah, a good time. I agree. This was a fun episode, but uh, good luck. You got tweeted your... out this time, Joe. It's been a while. <laughs> yeah. Let's get our names out there again. Big time. But good luck uh, if you're shopping Kyler Murray. Uh, yeah, peace out. Let me know if you want to trade him. All right, peace out.